0: You've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears His sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. We're starting a new series today
1: called The Gifts of the Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. We're gonna read this all together. We're reading out of the New King James translation today, so if you do not have that one, go ahead and follow along on the screen. Let's read it as if we believe it. Ready, let's go. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. This is Jesus speaking. If you're looking at it in your Bible, you see the letters are red, so it's easy to know when Jesus is talking to us. So he's linking together power and witnessing. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. We need to be witnessing along with power. The power of the gospel is great, and it saves us. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, now you've got a dynamic connection. And that's what Jesus wants, is for us to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us and to be witnesses. He wants us to do both of those things together. He wants us to witness with the power of the gospel along with the power of the Holy Spirit. He never intended for the power of the gospel as good as it is and as necessary as it is and as life-changing as it is to be on its own. He wants them to go together and he's instructing us to put them together. Mark 16:20 says, "And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word." through accompanying signs and they went out and preached everywhere where everywhere. everywhere the lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs confirming proving showing visibly i can see the word happening through the signs. So we see in Mark and in Acts that he, confer- he wants them both to go together. And that when both go together, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes with and it confirms signs, it proves that our God is the real God. That's, absolutely right. That's what it does. That's what it's intended for. It proves it. It confirms it. It makes it known. There's no doubt. There's no way that you can get away from saying this is the real God. Because there is no other God that heals the sick. There is no other God that can speak. There is no other God who has accompanying signs to come along and prove his word. So are we convinced that they need to go together? Good. Acts 2.4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then in 16 through 18, it continues, But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall see visions. I'm sorry, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. God is pretty clear about who he's pouring out his spirit on. He is pouring out his spirit on men, on women, on kids, on maid servants and men servants. those who are of lower socioeconomic status right. he is pouring out his spirit he is no respecter of men equally among all of us he says in the last days i will pour out my spirit and we are living in the last days everything past jesus the resurrection of jesus is the last days yeah. and so in this day that we are living today on this sunday God says, and it shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Yesterday, those of us who are going to Peru later this month, we had our last training in Anaheim. We had a ton of fun. We were dancing. It was crazy. But here's what happened. We had a time where our senior pastor, Pastor Jerry, commissioned all of the squad leaders, those who are over the groups of about 10 to 12 missionaries going. After Pastor Jerry commissioned us, we went to our squads, our team, and we commissioned our team. We have 11 or 12 people on our squad. Three of those are kids. And in the same way that we commissioned our adults to go and preach the gospel, to lay their hands on the sick and see them recovered, we commissioned our kids. (laughs) Because the word says, your young men shall see visions. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. We're going to Peru expecting that the ministry that the adults can give from the power of the Holy Spirit is the same ministry that the kids will give from the power of the Holy Spirit. There is no difference. And God has been so wonderful to make it so clear to us that he invites all of us in. He has opened up his arms wide and invites every single person who will to come. And to receive from him. Now we can flip over to 1 Corinthians 12. Verses 1 through 6 now says, Concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Paul says, do not misunderstand spiritual gifts. I don't know if there's anyone possibly in this room who could be similar to me. I figure if I am like this, there, there's a possibility that there's one other person, okay? It's possible. For, so for that one person, here it is. I grew up being ignorant of the spiritual gifts. I grew up in church, and I was paying attention. I was ignorant of spiritual gifts. I wasn't always taught the truth of what's in the New Testament regarding the Holy Spirit. But Paul says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And so if you have been ever not knowing or taught wrong, open up the word to 1 Corinthians. And let the Lord teach you the truth. And don't be ignorant anymore, but learn the truth of what the Lord says to us and the gifts and the power that he's given to us. I thought about this this morning, because these, I really want you to see these as gifts, like a present, something that the Lord has that he is giving to you. I have at least one child whose spiritual, not spiritual, sorry, whose love language is gifts. This girl loves to receive gifts, But the amazing thing is that it could be a notebook from the dollar section, because she loves notebooks, or it could be three pairs of Vans, right? Like, it's a gift. She loves it. You thought about her, and she received a gift. She loves it. So thank God that she's not, what's the word I'm looking for? only wanting the really expensive gifts. (laughs) She equally appreciates the less expensive gifts, which means she gets more gifts more often, right? But as much as she loves receiving gifts, she is one of the most generous and thoughtful people I have ever known in my life. As much as she loves receiving, she loves giving She loves thinking about the person that she's giving to and creating something special for them. And that's exactly what our Father, whom every good and perfect gift comes from, is giving us in these gifts of the Holy Spirit. Our actual gifts, things that he wants us to have and things that he wants us to use. 1 Corinthians 2, you know, sorry, 12 Verse two, you know that you are Gentiles, carried away by these dumb idols. These dumb idols. They're not, it doesn't mean dumb, stupid. It means mute. We see dumb used in the gospels when Jesus casts out a demon or heals a mute person, otherwise called dumb. Okay, so no one's being mean here. Carried away by these dumb, mute idols can't talk to us, can't communicate with us. False gods. However you were led. Verse 3, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse four, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord, and there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Verse four: diversities of gifts, these are manifestations, from the same spirit. Our God is a God of order, not confusion. All of these gifts are from the same spirit, every manifestation. Verse 5, there are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. We've heard this year a lot about the fivefold ministry apostle, prophet, evangelist, preacher, pastor. Sorry, I always, say, I always want to say preacher and teacher. I always want to get to rhyming at the end. Pastor and teacher. Also, the seven ministry gifts that are listed in Romans 12 gifts of serving, ministry, Giving generously, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Verse 6, and there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. There are differences in how things work, but it's the same God who gives all in all. So God the Father knows what Jesus is doing, knows what the Holy Spirit is doing. They're all working together in all of this. There's no one against each other. There's no one over here, just Holy Spirit and thought like, I'm going to give these gifts over here and God's like, Jesus and God are over here doing something else. It doesn't work like that. They're all working together in this. And all of these, all of these gifts are unique for every person. As God creates us and graces us, to do things, and he uses them to fulfill his unique plan for your life. Still in 1 Corinthians 12, now verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom. So that's the first gift. We're looking at nine gifts of the Spirit. The first is the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But to one and the same Spirit... I'm sorry, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So we are all eligible to receive all of these gifts as we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and as he chooses to distribute based on where we are, who we're talking to, who he needs to get a gift to, because these gifts pass through us to someone else. Has anyone in here ever received a word of knowledge from someone? When someone comes to you and says, I believe that the Lord is telling me this, and it might be one word, and you know exactly what it means. And so how wonderful that that person was yielded to the Holy Spirit to hear and to give the gift for you to receive it. Before we talk about the three gifts that we're focusing on today, I'm going to tell you three important keys to accelerate the Holy Spirit in your life, the the Holy Spirit's work in your life, and to make yourself available The first is praying in the Spirit. We have been taught well on this recently. And I'll encourage you right now, if you've been through level one of Operation Solid Lives and you have more questions about this, continue into level two of Operation Solid Lives and be taught only from the scripture, rightly dividing what the word says, the truth of what God is telling us in his word. So when we pray in the Spirit, it edifies us. It builds us up. It prepares us and it makes us sensitive to the work of the Holy Spirit. So if we want the Holy Spirit to use us, we need to figure out a way to be sensitive, to be able to hear him. And when we pray in our spiritual language, we have submitted ourselves to the Holy Spirit and to what he's saying And we've instantly made ourselves more sensitive to his work. Number two, we must walk in love. 1 Corinthians 13 talks about love in some scriptures that Verse 4, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. And so we see this in the middle of chapters in 1 Corinthians where Paul is teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so we understand then that without love, it's clanging cymbals. It's nonsense, right? And so when we do things outside of love, we're doing them potentially out of pride or out of self-seeking because I'm going to look really good if I stand up in this group of people and give this word. No. That's not what God wants. That's not done in love. We do it out of love. And doing it out of love, we are right in line with the Lord and ready for the Holy Spirit to use us. Number three, we must earnestly desire for the Holy Spirit to use us. If we don't want the Holy Spirit to use us, if we're not looking for it, we're going to miss it. We're not going to be aware of him talking to us to be able to do the thing that he's telling us to do to say the thing that he's telling us to say. So we've got to want it. We have to desire to be used by the Holy Spirit. So these nine gifts that we listed, we're going to break up into three categories. The first are the revelation gifts, which are words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. And then in later weeks, we'll talk about the power gifts, which are the gift of faith, gift of healings, the working of miracles. And then the utterance gifts, which are tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. But we're starting off today with words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. So these revelation gifts are gifts that reveal something to us, that helps us categorize and understand it pretty well. Note we're getting ourselves into revelation gifts, gifts that bring revelation, that reveal things to us. The first is a word of knowledge. I'm going to invite you to write this definition down because it's very helpful to differentiate word of knowledge with word of wisdom. A word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation of information about the, about the past or present concerning a situation event or a person. I'm going to say it again. (laughs) Don't worry. Supernatural revelation of information about the past or present Concerning a situation, event, or person. So it's a supernatural revelation, okay? This is not just, oh, I know what to do here. Knowledge, no. I know what to do. No, that's natural understanding. And that's good for, I know how to make macaroni and cheese. But this is a supernatural revelation. (laughs) Okay, that would be, add some... Salt and pepper to the macaroni and cheese to make it more flavorful. Okay, so it's a word of knowledge, and so we also understand a word of knowledge is different than a witness. We learn in in Operation Solid Lives and in reading the Bible that this inward witness, when we hear from the Holy Spirit and get direction from the Holy Spirit, is when when oh, I, I, have this, I have a sense that this is what God is telling me to do. I have a sense that this is where he's telling me to go. And, and that's right. There was, there's a time in the Bible, in Acts, I believe, when the disciples needed to go somewhere and it seemed right to them to go. That was an inward witness. It seemed right to go. It's, it's still the Holy Spirit. We're still receiving instruction from the Holy Spirit, but it's not a word of knowledge. So we just need to understand the difference, okay? I'm going to give you an example. In 1 Kings 14, one of the kings, Jeroboam, bad king. we got to keep these kings straight, the bad ones and the good ones. And even watch them carefully because there's a couple where they're good kings and, man, they're doing the right thing all the way. And then at the end, flip and get bad. Okay, so you got to pay attention to these kings. So this is Jeroboam, he's a bad king. All the way around a bad king. He needs a word. He needs a word from the prophet. And he's going to send his wife to inquire. But he says, I don't think though that the prophet's going to tell you anything if he knows it's for me or if he knows who you are. So wife, disguise yourself as someone else. Go to the prophet, the old blind prophet, old, blind, okay? I mean, like a regular old blind guy, you don't have to disguise yourself, right? Come on, Jeroboam, that was your first clue. (laughs) So she's a good wife, I suppose. She (laughs) does what Jeroboam says, disguises herself in some way, goes to the prophet, walks in the door, and the prophet says, Come in, wife of Jeroboam. Old blind prophet still hears from the Lord. So what I want to show you here is that um, we have examples in the word, in the Bible, of these gifts taking place. I also want to show you that we see them not only in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament as well. Because when we read the Old Testament, we read that the Spirit came on people. And so we're going to see every gift, with the exception of tongues and interpretation of tongues, showing up in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. So that was 1 Kings, Old Testament. Another one is in 2 Kings. So Elisha, a prophet, um, somehow knows what the king of Syria is saying in his bedroom. Elisha is not in the king of Syria's bedroom, okay? But Israel is at war with Syria, and Syria is making these plans, okay, we're going to go here, and then we're going to attack the Israelites from here, Elisha goes to the king of Israel and tells him, this is what the Syrians are going to do. So the Israelites are able to change their plan to get in the Syrians' way. And the Syrians are like, how does this keep happening? We like spontaneously change our plan, trying to like jump around and get away from the Israelites and like surprise them somewhere. But they always find out what's happening. (laughs) Is someone in the king's bedroom to hear these secret plans that are happening? Because literally, it's in the king's bedroom that they're making these plans. Is someone hiding under the bed? No, but the prophet of the Lord is hearing from the Lord and is able to go to the king of Israel and say, This is what's happening. Now, at this time, I'd like to invite my friend Cheryl to come up. She has an incredible testimony about a word of knowledge.
2: By the way, guess what you and I are like? We both grew up in churches where no, we didn't go into the spirit stuff. No. <laughs> so there was one more in the in this room that yeah. Anyway, um, that's not my story though. <laughs> Some of you kind of know some of the details. My daughter got married about, well, a year ago, February. and, um, And I had a word of knowledge about her getting married, too. About a year before that, I said, you know what? I know... I don't know if you've met the person yet or not, but I know in a year you're going to be married. And the following February she got married. <laughs> so I knew that about her. I knew that that was coming. Well, she they, they're missionaries. They went to, uh, she did training up in Chico and then with Youth With Emissions. And then they went to Thailand and, and came back. They've done all that in this just barely a year. And uh, she called me about... Mm, two months ago or so, and told me she'd been to the doctor and she had to have a a biopsy of a cyst on her thyroid. I'm like, don't do that. You know, you you don't have to mimic me. I mean, (laughs) you know, forget that. And then she told me, too, that she was having some other problems with with female things and that she was going to have to have a procedure done before she could get pregnant. And I'm like, don't like that. So anyway, um, <laughs> so I've been praying about all all of this, and and I this one day I I just had been pr- she'd been on my heart all day, and I said I sent her a text and I said, what's going on? I've been praying for you all day, and so she called me that night and she said, um, oh, I, I missed a step about a week before that. Um, I was looking at, the, at my calendar and my phone and I looked and, and my son-in-law's birthday and Father's Day are the same day. And I was looking at that and I said, a year from now, Matt, you're going to be holding your own child. <laughs> Whether, Whatever happens, that's going to happen. And I just knew it. And so this day, about a week later, when I, I was praying for her and, I, and she called me and she said, well, she says, I have news for you. And I said, okay. And she goes, First of all, the thyroid cyst is okay. It's okay. Biopsy was negative. It's benign. I said, Good. And she goes, And I'm nine weeks pregnant. <laughs> Woohoo. Hallelujah. God doesn't care if the doctors say you need surgery, he, he doesn't anyway. Yep.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. So good to hear that God is still working and that these gifts are for today and are happening among us currently. All right, number 2, word of wisdom is a supernatural utterance that reveals God's purpose or perspective to a specific circumstance. It's a supernatural utterance that reveals God's purpose or perspective to a specific circumstance. So, hmm? Okay, gotcha. A supernatural utterance that reveals God's purpose or perspective to a specific circumstance. So there's this great instance in the Old Testament where the prophet Elisha gives a message to Naaman, a Syrian, who has leprosy. Um, So beginning of the story, beginning-ish of the story. Naaman is a Syrian, has leprosy. He happens to have this servant girl who's from Israel, and she says, well, if you were in Israel, you could go see the prophet and you'd be healed of this. So he's like, all right, let's go. So he goes to the king of Israel because apparently he just does not know any better. Not the prophet, but to the king of Israel because certainly the king is the one who's gonna do this. And the king says, oh, sir, I cannot help you. You have to go see the prophet. So Naaman goes to the prophet Elisha and Elisha says this word of wisdom, go dip into the Jordan River seven times. Naaman thinks, this is dumb. The Jordan is a dirty, ugly river. This does not make any sense to me, right? It seems unreasonable. It seems illogical to our humanly minds, but it is the supernatural that's happening. So we have to to realize that God operates only in the supernatural. When I see things in the natural, I'm seeing them wrong-ish, right? With my humanly eyes, but I'm not seeing, like the song we just sang a few minutes ago, I want to have vision to see things like you do. Supernatural vision to see things like you do. So Naaman says, I don't want to go dip in the Jordan seven times. This is ridiculous. And then his servant says to him, well, if the prophet had told you to do something great and mighty and wonderful, wouldn't you have gone to do that? If he said, go climb the highest mountain and you'll be healed, wouldn't you he have done that? So how much more if he says, go dip in the Jordan seven times? So Naaman says, all right. So I mean, it's, it's impressive that so far he's listened to a servant girl and another servant to go do what he's supposed to do. Um, so he dips in the Jordan. One, two, three, four, five, six, still leprous. Seventh time, healed of leprosy. And not only healed and no more leprosy, but skin like a baby. See, if you're again like me and over the age of seven or eight, right? Like our skin is different, okay? (laughs) Doesn't matter how much water you drink. You do not have skin like a baby. Naaman came out of the Jordan River, healed, completely made new, skin like a baby, even better than before he had leprosy. So, New Testament example. When Jesus says to his disciples, I need you to go get a donkey for me. So So he says, you're going to go to this town and you're going to see a donkey tied up and you're just going to say, my Lord has need of it. That sounds a little bit ridiculous. Okay. I know that I would have a hard time with that. I had to go to a store to pick up a stamp on behalf of my husband. And I was like, oh, what if they don't give it to me? What if he had sent me? We have the same last name. Oh, a stamp. Yeah. Not like a postage stamp. Right. A stamp. Chick-cheek. <laughs> so I know, and if, if God said, "Go over here, there's going to be a donkey it's going to be tied up, and just take it, and if they ask you, just say, "The Lord has need of it," I'd be like, "That's weird." But if I know I've heard from the Lord, I have to go. I have to take the steps, and I have to trust it. So the disciples go to where Jesus said to go. They see a donkey tied up, just like they were going to see a donkey tied up. They untie the donkey. The master of the house comes out and says, where are you taking the donkey? And the disciples say, our Lord has need of it. And the master says, okay. When does that happen, right? Like, I mean, think about it. At the least, he could have said, oh, who is the Lord? Just tell me his name. Like, that's the least thing that could have happened, but nothing. Releases it. Okay, there you go. Word of wisdom. Supernatural utterance that reveals God, God's purpose or perspective to a specific circumstance. So just yesterday, as we were in Anaheim, I was realizing there is this like specific area of insecurity that still exists in my life. And I do not like it because I know that it's not what God has for me. I know that in some areas, if I let it, it can make me go against what God is saying and what God has for me and will stop what God has for me if I act on it, if I let it, right? But still it's there. And during service, I wasn't asking the Lord to reveal anything to me. I had put it out there for him. God, I, okay, there it is. Like, I know I've got to deal with it. I don't know how, right? We're worshiping. I think Pastor Jerry is just about to walk out. There's literally nothing in the room that is happening that's going to speak to the situation. Okay? God says to me, this insecurity is because you are not secure yet in who I am in this one area. So in one area, I think we had just sang a song that, I don't know the name of the song, Waymaker Miracle worker, light in the darkness, that is who you are, right? Just worshiping, I know that's who you are. That's what the Bible says. I believe all of it. And then moments even after that song, and I realized, Waymaker, I need to trust you. I need to be secure in knowing who you are, that you are the Waymaker. And my security in that. Causes the insecurity that I will have that I have to fall away. Amen. Yes. So yesterday, I received a word of wisdom from the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is alive, That's right. and He is well, yeah. <laughs> and He is with us. Yes. Yes. All right, number three, the discerning of spirits. Don't get freaked out. Supernaturally seeing or distinguishing the presence or activities of spirits, demonic or heavenly. I will say it again. Supernaturally seeing or distinguishing the presence or activities of spirits, either demonic or heavenly. In numbers 22, there's a guy named Balaam. He's riding a donkey. And for what it, what Balaam can see as nothing, right? He's just riding his donkey. The donkey stops. And is like smashing himself up against this wall. Balaam hits the donkey. Come on, donkey, let's go. Right? I hit you, you should go. That's what donkeys do, I guess. Donkey says to Balaam, I've never seen a donkey talk, only on Shrek. That was a cartoon. The donkey says, see, God will even use a donkey to get his message across. Donkey says, I will not keep going. Don't you see what's ahead of us? It is the angel of the Lord. He has a sword drawn. I will not go there. I am stopping right here. This is it. A donkey Saw a spirit, okay? In 2 Kings 6, Elisha and his servant are hiding out because there is an entire army, an entire army coming for these two guys. That's an intense situation. Elisha, they're, so they're sleeping in a cave. Elisha's servant wakes up in the morning, walks out of the cave, opens his eyes, and says, oh, shoot. We are surrounded by this army. We're just two guys in a cave, and we are surrounded. Like, there is no way out. This is it. So he goes and tells Elisha, dude, it's time to start freaking out. We're surrounded. And Elisha says go look again. So the servant goes out and looks again, and his eyes are opened to see with his physical eyes the army of the Lord that is there to defend him and Elisha. And knows in that moment, it does not matter about that other army out there, because right here, I see now that we are surrounded and protected by the army of the Lord, by his angels. There's another time where a single angel defeats like 185,000 people. So like, so we know it, it only takes one, okay? But on this day, Elisha and his servant are surrounded by many, okay? But still, it only takes one. So, we have one more testimony from Pastor Jeff on the discerning of spirits. Would you please come share with us? I will.
0: And I'm excited to do it. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you for inviting me up here. You're welcome. Uh, You you may be thinking to yourself, okay, great. If my name was Elisha, you you can't hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. You got it. Thank you, John. (laughs) You may be thinking to yourself, this is, this is all great if I'm Elisha or Elisha's servant or whatever. You know." But in, in the Bible, we don't often put ourselves in, in the text like we should. We should put ourselves in the text. We should put ourselves in all kinds of places, even in the place of Jesus to give out. I, amen? Now, in your own life, I've got to walk around. I'm sorry. Am I going to freak you out? No,
1: just don't. It, just don't go too far. Take the rest of my message. All right. Uh, so, <laughs>
0: You've been to this circus before, haven't you? In between you and what you need to deal with are spirits. All right? And the thing is, and and talk about the the best, mightiest, and, and most powerful spirit of all, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is in between you and what is affecting you many times. And this testimony, so I can get right to it, is my friend Brian, one of my dearest friends in the world, again, he hasn't grown up in this faith tradition And we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, the moving, the power, the presence, the activity, the the knowing that the Holy Spirit is among us and doing things for us. He hasn't, it's not a tangible thing. It's like, yeah, the Holy Spirit in my heart, and I'm going to get to heaven one day. You know that, and, and while he knows the Bible and everything... But he hasn't invested this and and been taught this. But he was confronted the other day with something that threw him for a loop at youth camp as he was taking his youth to camp. Uh, This minister of the gospel, he's going forward and he has all this charge over all these kids and everything and something happens, it doesn't matter what happened, but this one child is now causing this ruckus and causing a problem. And as he's chasing him, and as he's trying to restrain him, and as all these things are going on uh, in their conversation, he's he's able to get enough out, and the kid's like, "That's not me," and all that. And you know how some kind of kids, some kids would say, "Well, I didn't do it," or you know, try to beg it off on something else, or, or shift the blame, or you know, just get out of it. This wasn't that. And immediately Brian was confronted with this thing. He's like. This is the discerning of spirits. And he would have never gone into a situation and say, you know what, I'm going to discern the spirits. Or he didn't you know, start praying that day, Lord, if I just need to discern a spirit today. But he was confronted by it. And what he did was he remembered, I got this. And I have this in my heart. And when he needed it, it came up. And so what he did was he activated what he had read, but never had done before he had activated it he said i all i know is that i remember that jesus cast this demon out of this guy and so he said in the name of jesus come out of him and what happened immediately this kid calms down there's a whole new just like a transformation why because he wasn't in control this kid had allowed something in and now the leader the spiritual leader of the group was forced to deal with it he would not have been able to deal with it otherwise Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. In his own strength, the the demon will overpower you, seven sons of Sceva. Right? Right. And they'll whip you and strip you and get you gone. Mm -hmm. We don't mess around with this stuff, but in the name of Jesus, he knows where the power comes from, and he has an advocate, and he has it available to him, and he accessed that. Because why? I mean, even look at that. It's like that word of wisdom. Apply the scripture that you've known right now to this. It's kind of both. Word of wisdom to activate it and get the word out of your mouth and then do that to see the discerning of spirits to free up this kid, keep safe the other children, amen, and himself and his wife. I mean, it's a whole situation. And I was just so proud. you know. I'm, I'll be talking to him because we're like dear friends. And I'm talking to him like his shoulder's been hurt. I was like, you have been praying about that? You believe the Lord's going to heal you? You know, like this, like get it out. And it's just, he's getting there though. Because if this is any indication, and this should be the 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 truth for us all, whether we've been taught it or not, right, Cheryl? Whether we've been taught incorrectly, whether we've believed it yet, whether we've never been taught it, whether we've never even put our eyes on it in the Bible because we haven't gotten to that part yet in our reading, whatever. We have this access. We have the same, by the same spirit, the text says. Am I preaching your message? I'm going to get you back to it. But praise God. Praise God that my friend was kept safe and his his charge was kept safe and and all of them were kept safe and set free because he was able to discern the spirit and deal with it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen.
1: So those are the three revelation gifts. (laughs) Words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. And it's demonic or heavenly spirits to discern either one. In Mark 9, Jesus rebukes a deaf and dumb spirit. He had that same discerning of spirits to discern what needed to happen, right? Because it's not, this. what's happening is, is not always a spirit problem. Sometimes, like, you just broke your knee, right. right? But to be able to identify when your affliction, when a person's affliction is a spiritual result, to be able to identify it, with your mouth and speak that and to rebuke that and to handle what's actually happening. If you have ever come to rock conference with us, you've loved it. If you've never gone the next time we have rock conference in Anaheim, come with us. But if you have ever been and had the privilege of hearing Dr. Leslie Kegel, you have sat under teaching where spiritual gifts are flowing Because he wants it to happen that way. But every single time at the end of his teaching, he says, there's a person here whose thyroid is not working. There's a person here who this. 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 this." Word of knowledge, flowing and flowing and flowing. There was one year at Rock Conference that we went back to the hotel because we had babies who were exhausted and so we were watching it on the iPad. I had already changed into my pajamas because we're back at the hotel. I just get to sit there and watch Dr. Kegel now. And I got to the end of the message and like I knew that I needed something but I was not going to say it because I had already changed and was already comfy for bed. But my husband said to me, you need to, to go back. You need to, to drive over to the Rock Anaheim. We were like 10 minutes away in the hotel. He said, you need to go for prayer for this thing. And I was like, you're right. But I don't want to change my clothes. <laughs> it's funny, but it's so serious, right? Like I was this close, closer to not going because... Oh, it's such a convenient excuse to say, I've already put my pajamas on, and I have to get dressed and drive 10 minutes to go receive something that I really, 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 really need because I need to be set free in this area. And I know that I need to go receive this guy's ministry because he is giving these gifts right now, and he's, there's a gift coming out of him that I need to receive. And one of the things that he said when he prayed over me was was something that this little thing that was in my mind that would not let go. That I would not say out loud, but I would not let go. I was pregnant and I was so worried that something was wrong. No one had said anything was wrong. I was like eight months pregnant, like just a few weeks away. And I was so worried that something was wrong. And he prayed over me for some other things, for some healing that I needed. And he said to me, and the baby in your womb is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, God. (laughs) Right? That little thing that no one else knew. No one knew. My husband did not know that I had an irrational fear about something. But there was a man who was willing to be used by the Holy Spirit who gave me a gift. And it's not just for the Dr. Leslie Kegels that travel the world and stand on the platform. It's not just for apostles and prophets and evangelists And pastors and teachers, it is for everyone. It is for every person who calls on the name of the Lord to be used if you will yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. If you really want to be a part of this incredible exchange, this incredible process of gift giving, it is for everyone. It's for Cheryl to give to her daughter. It's for Tracy to give to Pastor Jeff. It's not just for Pastor Jeff to give to Tim, right? All of us by each of us. Every single one of us passing these gifts around to each other building up the body of Christ, operating in the gifts of the Spirit, going out at work. And it doesn't have to be creepy, right? You don't have to like walk up to your coworker and say, the Lord says bananas. Like if, I mean, I don't know. If the Lord says to you, go say, like, I don't know. Maybe somebody needs to eat more bananas. I don't know. You don't have to be weird about it. You might feel a little bit strange. I'm guessing also that the 120 who were in the upper room that we read about in Acts 2, praying, seeking the gift that was going to come. They didn't know what the gift was. And then when they all received tongues, went out and started speaking in tongues to these masses of people, that must have felt strange. And there were some naysayers who said, get out of here, you guys are drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning, we are not drunk. But then what happened? 3,000 people that day joined the family of God. So what we have to give to each other and to people outside the walls is so good and is so much more than anything that we need to be worried about or afraid of freely you've received freely give and it doesn't have to stay in here it doesn't have to stay among your saved friends if the lord tells you this person needs to eat more bananas that's why they're having this problem you can go say, the Lord says eat bananas. Mm-hmm. You can, I don't know, you can be weird about it. <laughs> or you can just say, hey, I have a feeling that maybe if you eat more bananas, like this affliction will go away. Bring that word of wisdom to that person. And I bet you they'll receive it. Yes. I will Bet you, Mm -hmm. money, not really. (laughs) I'm just kidding, you guys. (laughs) Two bits. It'll be received, and there will be no mistaking the power of the Holy Spirit that flows through you. Mm. So this week, expect that as you're yielded to the Holy Spirit, as you are wanting Mm -hmm. to be used by the Holy Spirit, that he will be there. And please only say what he says. Yes. You don't have to add to it, even if it seems like it's not enough. Sometimes a single word means everything to that person. Yes. Let's go and say what the Father says. Amen. Let's do what he tells us to do.
0: Yeah. I, I wanted to come up here because I feel like, real time, the Lord is giving us something. That when you spoke out, this, how funny that we're at Pentecost Sunday. Um, We're remembering that. That when you said that 3,000 souls were added today because they were willing to open their mouths and, and do this thing, allow it to flow forth from them, I felt like there is at least somebody in here that would be, if not afraid, uncomfortable with the idea of our church experiencing that kind of radical rapid growth and I felt like the Lord wanted to confront it and just say do not be afraid of this this is my heart and I am drawing those people in if you'll let me if you will let me that's it yeah amen amen so, yeah, I'm not trying to co-op this thing. I'm just no, trying to say let's operate in this because I had that sense and I had to pray. I didn't have to pray, but it's good to pray. Yeah. You should pray, right? I could have just come up here, you know, halfway, sir. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to do that. That's not fair to you. Certainly not fair to the Lord. And the last thing we need to do is be gonna, the, the Lord says when the Lord didn't say. Because he's been known to say, I did not say that. I did not send them, right? Mm-hmm. You got to know. Yeah. And so I prayed, Just this is just teaching so that you know what the process is so when the Lord gives you a word, you know how to handle it yeah. properly. Yeah. And so she said, there's this, this 3,000 souls were added to them that day. And she's saying it as if it, it's a good thing, as if it's a good thing. The, the Lord and the word is saying it as if it's a good thing. Yeah. We need to receive it as if it's a good thing, yeah. because it is. And so I prayed in my seat, said, Lord, if this is from you, then let me know, tell me, make me sure, because I won't, I won't just get up and say it. And then, right then, she was talking about fear, about this, you see, I'm in goosebumps right now because the Lord is so present, he's so with us. So anyway, the word was the word, and this is just a teaching afterwards to let you know the process. And so engage in the process. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of anything the Lord is saying. Because it's only for your good. Mm -hmm. All right, praise the Lord. Uh,
1: It's perfect timing as we close. Um, Seriously, as we close. Um, Prayer team, if you would please go ahead and come up and share. The other thing that I want to share with you is... there was a time when there were 10 lepers who called out to Jesus for help. And Jesus said, go and show yourselves to the priest. If you've read the Old Testament and you've read Leviticus, then you gain understanding of why Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priests. Because in the Old Testament in Leviticus, We learn that if a person in the camp has leprosy, they go out of the camp for a certain number of days. When that time is done, they come back, they show themselves to the priest, and the priest has certain tests that they do. Very detailed. Very, very detailed. What the priest does to verify that it's no longer leprous before the person is allowed back in the camp. So 10 lepers... need Jesus and he says go show yourselves to the priests what does that even mean you didn't say be healed you didn't spit on my leprosy the way you spit in that guy's eye like you said go show yourself to the priests as you go in faith believing that by the time you get there it's gonna be done There are so many things that God has told us to do. There is so much healing that we need that God says, go do this, but we've got to go do it. And it might be, go back to the doctor and see that every time these test results, come back more healed and more healed and more healed and more healed. It may be go back to the doctor and say, could you test me again? Because I think that it's gone. Whatever it is, right? And the test is done and it's proven to be gone. But you don't know if you don't go and do whatever he's saying to do if it's, God, I need your financial provision. I need a job that pays more money. I need, right, whatever natural way we can see, yeah, jobs that make more money or earn us more money. And that's a good way to go. But when the Lord says, are you tithing? Are you giving above your tithe? Because maybe your tithing is calling you to give generously and that doesn't seem to add up i need more money give more but when but when god says to do it those things that in our natural minds don't make any sense make perfect sense to god right because it's how he operates it's the supernatural wisdom of the lord but if you won't go and give more generously and that's what he's told you to do, then you won't get that financial provision that you need. But it takes going and doing whatever it is. It takes praying in your spiritual language, yielding yourself, submitting yourself to the Holy Spirit, wanting to be used by the Holy Spirit to be able to operate in the gifts efficiently and bless people around you so many of us in this room said that you've had a word from people and you've been blessed by it have the confidence to know that when your father says that he's going to give you this and do this through you that he will so i'd like everyone to stand up And we're going to take a minute to pray and and hear what the Lord is telling us to do this week because I believe that if you will yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit will flow through you this week. If you earnestly desire that, ask the Lord to do it. If you want someone to partner with you in prayer for that if you want it but you say I know I'm a little bit scared come up to the prayer team let them partner with you as you seek what the Holy Spirit is doing Lord I thank you for this day and I thank you for your Holy Spirit I thank you for the gifts of your Holy Spirit that you have given generously to us not because we are so good not because we can do such good things with them not because we will always handle them well but because you give good gifts and you love us so much that you are willing to give us those gifts i pray for everyone in this room that As they want it, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would fill their mouths with your words of knowledge and with wisdom, that they would have that supernatural wisdom and knowledge to be able to speak a word to someone else. Not just to know what to do in a circumstance, not just to know the next step to take, not just to to be called a wise person, but to have the supernatural wisdom that your Holy Spirit gives the supernatural words of knowledge that your Holy Spirit gives. And Lord, let us, as those who would ask, be able to discern spirits, to be able to identify and call out what's happening, rebuke as necessary what's happening. But God, to be able to Use that gift to bless others and to prove your word. Holy Spirit, work through me. I yield myself to you. Out of your own mouths, if you would pray, if you want it, and if you would ask the Holy Spirit to work through you and to operate through you and to let these gifts flow through you ask him to do it Lord I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit fresh today let your gifts flow through me as you will as you need them to as as you have identified the people that are around me that need to hear from you let me not hold them back Lord but to give generously to those around me because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And we are free. And so we are free to freely give these gifts. I ask you to give us confidence in you I ask you to speak through us. I ask you for all of the boldness that you have to give us, Lord. Let us be more interested in what you think about us than what people think about us. Let us be willing, Lord, let me be willing to be used by you in spite of how I think people might see me. Because I know that there's a good chance that they're going to see you and hear you instead of me. So let us get out of our own ways, Lord, and be available to you to minister in the power of your Holy Spirit. Let this power confirm your word, Lord. Let people see that you are the true living God. I thank you, Lord, that you will confirm your word this week. I thank you that you're faithful to confirm your word. I think that you're I thank you that you're faithful to do everything that you've said that you'll do. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. I know this has been a long service, but it's been necessary and beneficial. This has been good. I'm gonna keep you for three more minutes if you'll let me right now uh, you're all welcome to come and pray by the way this is that time and also i want to ask if if someone has received something during the message received a a word from the lord for yourself has anyone received a word for yourself in in the service praise the lord lord would you come and share because this can happen real time you don't have it's not like the lord is gonna make you wait for it necessarily when he gives it it's supernatural right then you You have it. Encourage us with what the Lord has given you.
1: Um, If I get emotional, forgive me. For close to a year, I have been struggling with health issues, back to back to back to back, and they know they've been there. And um, I was healed this morning. Hallelujah! I didn't even ask for it. Um, It's been lifted. It's gone.
0: Hallelujah, we're we're so, look. I mean it is emotional, we love you, we want the best for you. The Lord has been sent to heal. His word's been sent to heal. And so for us, again, as teaching, what what was the word that you heard? What was the phrase that you heard? It actually was a sentence, and then you confirmed it. Um, He basically said, test me, go to the doctor, get tested again, and you'll see it's gone. And then right after, you said the exact same thing. Bless God. Amen. Amen. God is good. God is among us. God is moving. Let him do it for you.